Hey, what's, Michael. What's how going are you? on? <laughs> Should I take my scarf off for this one? Two yeah, change, change the change the outfit. So change the wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I'm all down for that. Excuse me. Yes. yes no. Oh my god. So what's going on? It's been a while. <laughs> yes, it has. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. What are we talking about today? Uh, how to choose a realtor. Very cool. Why even choose a realtor? Why don't I just buy it online? Buy what online? See, what are, what are we even buying? We're buying, well, <laughs> if you have a realtor, you're buying a house, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, a house or commercial building or what we oh, got here? Oh, okay, so, okay. Residential or commercial. Okay, let's let's go residential. Let's stick residential. Okay. All um, right, so we're going to stick with residential. I like that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So let's get into it. Let's, uh, what, um, like, yeah, why, I mean, I know I got it. I get, I have some people that are like, well, I can just buy it through Redfin. I can just click a couple buttons and they'll send me the offer. And why is that a bad idea? Oh gosh. Um, okay. Terrible idea. First of all, you definitely don't want to just go through someone that you're online two seconds friends with, like, just don't do that. At least pick someone that you have known, talked to before, met in person, had any type of relationship with and some sort of trust. I definitely want to trust the people that are going to be helping you for sure. Um, and it, it, especially if you were to like find a house on like Redfin or Zillow and you reach out to that listing agent, that listing agent is not going to be helping you. They are working for the seller and their best interest is in the seller. So um, it was crazy to me. I was just listening to uh, one of my mentors and CEOs of my company, and he mentioned to me, which I had no idea that in England, they don't have any buyer's agents. And like Europe and stuff, it's just listing agents. So usually when people are buying houses, it's difficult because all of the interest is put in towards the seller. Oh, so interesting. That's what, yeah, I thought that was like the craziest fact I've ever heard. So having to have heard that, I always told myself, okay, I'm a buyer's agent. This is awesome. I'm here to represent the buyer specifically in this transaction. And, um, you know, having to pick a realtor for buying a home is very crucial, especially when you want someone to work 110% for you. Awesome. So there's a lot to uncover there. So there's, we talked yeah. about <laughs> a couple different agents. So there's a, there's a listing agent and there's a buyer's agent. So yes. some people might not know that, but when you sell a property, you hire a realtor typically to represent you on the sale of your home. And they're typically called, they're called a listing agent. So someone that actually has the listing and then mm -hmm. their, their, and their fiduciary duty is to represent the seller in their best, the seller's best interests. So when you call, like you said, when you call Redfin or when you see a home online and you click and you call that person, typically you're going to be talking to the listing agent or the team of the listing agent. So their sole duty is to get the highest price the best terms for the seller. They are working for the seller, not you. And when you talk to, when you call someone like yourself, when you're on the buying side and you're looking for a buyer's agent, their fiduciary duty and their responsibility is working for the buyer. So they have the best interest in the buyers, try to get the lowest price or try to get the best terms or get whatever the buyer's looking for, uh, what their interests are, are um, put that first before the seller's. Yeah. So then um, when it comes back to the buying side, you know, where where do people start? 
You know, where do the where do they find these real estate agents? Where where can they go? Exactly. Where 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 do people start? <laughs> I mean, I would say, I mean, let's let, like let's call a spade a spade. Most people right now are probably searching home. I'm buying a home in Michigan or realtor in Michigan yeah. or good buyer's agent in wherever place I'm, I'm looking for. So most people are probably starting online, right? Would you say so? Of course they're starting online. But what I usually tend to is I usually like to stick to like an internal like source, like, all right, who do I know closest to me? Okay. You know, and before even having to go on the internet, like in finding a real estate agent in that area, who do I know? Yeah. Who do I know in that area? Who yeah. do I know in this area? Um, have, has any of my friends, uh, bought recently because I know if I'm talking to my parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, they haven't bought in 20 years. So they're not going to have a real estate agent most likely. That's right. uh, so I, I definitely want to like stick to my friends, you know, any of my friends, coworkers, are they buying because I trust those people. You know, I'm around them multiple times a day, day in, day out or whatever. See them on the weekends, you know, they trust them that much. I should be able to as well because they have a, you know, you rely on their opinions and interests in life. A hundred percent. So basically their sphere of influence is what you're looking for. You're asking your friends, families yes. and finding out who they had a good experience with recently that knows the area you're looking in. And then yeah. now yes, do you, exactly. would you, would you say it's a good idea to interview more than one person? Of course, 110% always interview. I, I always tell people, if I'm the only person that's even better for me, but if I'm not, I'm super happy that you're in interviewing multiple people because you're keeping your options open as you should, when it comes to the biggest purchase of your life, hundred percent. you are, you are not going to offend us if you don't work with us. That's fine because if something may happen, we're still here, Yeah. but we just want you to make sure that you're happy and content and being able to trust someone. Well, and that's hundred percent right. And not everyone. And the other, the other thing that people don't realize we don't have to take on every single person that comes through our door either, <laughs> yeah. because I mean, sometimes personalities just don't, don't work, don't align. You know, some, uh, there's people that I know that I, when I go and interview for, uh, for a listing or to work with the buyer, you know, I can tell sometimes right away, it's like, you know what, this is this, these people would actually better suited with somebody else or with someone else on my team or something else. And I'll, I'll even bring that to them because I don't want to do give them the disservice of me not being completely a hundred percent in. And I don't want them to feel the same pressure the other way around. So if it, if it's not a good match, totally fine. You know, we we don't really know each other. We might, or whatever, Yeah. but let's find you someone that can really help you and work in your best interest. Because the last thing you want is both people being angry at the end of the transaction or upset at the end of the transaction. And no one's having fun because this is a stressful time, but it should also be a super fun time to go out house shopping and buying exactly. and, and, you know, all those memories you're going to create, you want to have someone on your side that's going to really push for you and be excited with you and really help you out. And if you can't be hanging around with them 24 seven or wanting to hang around with them 24 seven, then you need to find somebody else. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that, of course you're saying that goes both ways, you know, yeah. that's the, the client towards the agent and the agent towards the client. Either way, as long as everyone's happy, that's all that matters. <laughs> now, how important is experience? Um, well, I would have to say that I want to say no. Experience. Really? Yeah, okay. because I've had I had no experience whatsoever and I was trying to get into the business, but my mentorship and, you know, sponsors, mentorship and everyone that I was underneath 
that was the only thing that I needed to know that I could fall back on when I was doing the process. See, so that is still, in my opinion, that's still knowledge because you knew that you knew what you didn't know and you, or you, yeah, you knew what you didn't know or you didn't know what you didn't know, whatever, whatever the saying goes. But I did know regardless. But, I didn't know in the beginning. Exactly. But you had people, <laughs> you had people that you could rely on and you were smart enough to say, you know what? I don't know this business yet. I'm brand new, but I'm yeah. going to align myself with mentors and people that, that I can rely on. So when I do go out and talk to those people and they ask me a question that I don't know, I can confidently say, Hey, you know what? I don't know the answer, but let me check with my mentors. Let me check with my support and find out and get yes, back to you. So exactly. I still think you're, you're, le- you're just using leverage, which is. So I guess, yes. Yeah. Course, so I think because it's me looking and seeking out that knowledge from others to support my business when it comes to like having to start off for my client, but yes, totally get it. A hundred percent. So I would say you're still using knowledge. I mean, you, I think I would say you are very knowledgeable and if you didn't know you are you are leveraging the knowledge of other people that you are close with uh, or that is yes. that are mentoring you. So, um, cause I was going to say, Oh man, where are we going with this? I would definitely say knowledge and experience in my opinion is huge for the largest purchase of most people's lives here mm-hmm. and not work, working with some, un, somebody that's unprofessional or someone that doesn't really know the business or someone that doesn't really know real estate. Um, not so much in just the, the transaction. Cause I mean, that part's not the most difficult part, but Knowing the homes, knowing the areas, knowing the clients and finding what they're looking for and then negotiating properly and, you know, going through those steps and going through those motions and protecting the clients. I mean, you want someone that's on your side and knows what they're doing or, and if they don't know or have questions that they have a team of support group that they can rely on that can, they can fall back on. Um, because the last thing you want, and I've, I'm definitely a hundred percent, um, not guilty, but I've, I've been in these situations where I'm representing a client and on the other side is either a brand new agent or someone that maybe does it part-time or they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and it's like, it, I feel so bad for the, that client um, because yeah. we're just taking them to the cleaners. I mean, we're just literally railroading whatever we want because I know yeah. how to negotiate. No, I know how to position ourselves where we can get what my client wants. And I know how to kind of write that to get, put that together where we're, you know, we're, we're getting what we want. And I'm telling the other agent, hey, just tell the tell the sellers this, tell the sellers that. Sorry, hold on one second. You're good. Hey, can you put them outside? I'm doing a recording. Can you put them outside? Thank you. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> um, so the the client. Yeah. So, I mean, where was I? We were at, uh, well, well, I'll cut this part out and we'll go, we'll go on, but, um, you're fine. What was I going to say? The, yeah. So we're basically railroading or just pushing through what our clients want. And I feel bad for some of those agents or some of those clients on the other side that don't really know any better, but they're really getting taken advantage of and they're not being represented properly or as well as they should have. So I think experience and knowledge and having that, you know, good foundation is going to be, it would be huge. Yes. And exactly. I, I truly believe like having that, the knowledge is going to be there for most people, you know, as they go through these transactions, you know, and of course, like if you have a friend that's new to like, talk to them, try to help them out, get them in business. You know, this may help your friend just, just because they started out doesn't mean that they're not going to work as hard. No. So when it comes to that, yes, knowledge should be there, but also as long as you know, the knowledge is there within them and then they could find that, 
Yeah. If you do have the questions that, that really does matter too. That definitely helps. I, I mean, I was more saying, you know, there's, there's some agents, especially here that get into the business that don't pay for mentorship or don't have a mentor or don't have a good support system. And they're trying to <laughs> wing crazy. it and they're That's just trying crazy. to wing it. It's, it's nuts. So, I mean, just try to avoid, you know, just be careful and just make sure uh, you interview. <laughs> and I mean, another thing, ask for references, ask for past clients, ask for references, um, search, Google them, search them online, see, you know, what they've done, see what they're doing. Are they, you know, are they a realtor by day and something else by night or are they doing it part-time or they, whatever, <laughs> because I mean, they're unfortunately here, there are a lot of, we have a lot of that and I'm not saying that they're not yes. good. It's just know what you're getting into. And then you think about it too. It's for the client specifically. If this person has another job, how are they tailoring to you and how you want to buy or when you want to buy? So you have to think about that. Like, how is this person going to benefit me and what I want out of my life? And that's buying a home or currently selling a home. Hundred you know, percent. So what what is it going to take? Well, and especially in this market too, where homes sell in less than twenty four hours sometimes. If they have a day job and they're saying, oh, I can't show it to you for three days from yeah. now. Well, that home's not going to be there in three days. So you need, you want someone that can be like, hey, yeah, you know what? That home's a hot home. We're going to go see it tonight, this afternoon. Let's yes. drop, not drop everything, but like, let's schedule it so we can get into it and have, and have a fighting chance. Not let's mm -hmm. go see it next week when I'm off and I have a break in between my two other jobs that I can show you this yes. home. Exactly. Exactly. I, and I get that. And that's why, you know having to have that full-time real estate agent will benefit you when it comes to selling or buying period. A hundred percent. Now what's, um, what else should we look for? Um, out of, or where or how or what? So, um, I guess what are we looking for out of an agent is what you're getting at. Yeah. What, like, so we went over, you know, knowledge and experience, um, oh, talking to the sphere of influence. What else would you tell people? If they're well, searching you touched for an on it. Well, you touched on it a little bit. You know, what are your common interests? You guys have common interests. You know, do you guys click? Yeah. You know, is this something that you can call them up and you don't feel, but you know, you don't feel worried or you're having to bother them? You know, don't ever feel like you're bothering us because we want to help you buy a buy or sell a home. You exactly. know, you know, can we have a fluid conversation without you having to feel hesitant? You know, are you comfortable around them when it comes to having a conversation? You know, can you talk about other things in real estate? You know, do you feel comfortable? So I guess it's like that personable mentality of like feeling welcomed into such an unknown world. You know, 100%. these people don't do this all the time like we do. So having to have them feel welcome is like one true, true key that I always try to make sure my clients feel. Awesome. What questions should they be asking? Is there like a list of things that you would say, hey, you know what? These are like the top fives. You should ask your agent this, 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 and this. And we can link the questions below as well. Yeah. So of course, you know, how long have you been in real estate? You know, that goes with the experience and knowledge. Um, you know, do you have any other certifications? Are you um, a mentor or are you a broker? You know, what are you a difference between a real estate agent and a broker? Um, do you do this full time or part time? So those I would have to say those are like the main ones. OK. And as well as do you do this by yourself or do you uh, run a team or are you on a team? Those are good questions. You know? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, so everyone's going to have different questions and different setups. Of course. I, mean, I think those are great. I think 
uh, to touch on that, the other thing I would probably ask, um, just being into it now for nine years, um, way more than me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I wasn't, I wasn't getting at that. I was, uh, I would probably <laughs> no, ask, I, love just, it. <laughs> I would probably ask, um, what, when was the last time they sold a home? Because, yes. um, I think that's a good one that not many people ask and not uh, many people think about. It's like, well, you know, in Arizona, at least the average agent sells four homes a year. So if you're just an, if are we, wow. am I getting an average agent? Am I getting above average? Am I getting someone that's never sold anything, which is fine. Yeah. I just want to know where, where I'm at kind of thing. Right. And for a, uh, typically for a buyer's agent, the list, the seller, the listing agent of the seller is typically paying their commission or their bro, their, uh, their fee. So mm-hmm. it doesn't cost, typically it doesn't cost you anything to work with the best or the worst. Um, it'll cost you the same (laughs) amount. Well, the worst will cost you a lot more in, in other fees, but in other (laughs) headaches, but I mean, it doesn't cost you anymore to, to hire a top producer or to hire a person that knows what they're doing in that neighborhood or the niche you're looking in. Um, the other thing I would say is find out, you know, there's different, uh, agents for different types of properties in different, um, and different areas. So if you're specifically looking for a specific property or a specific type of property, so for instance, uh, for instance, right now I'm working with a bunch of clients that are looking to purchase an air uh, Airbnbs and they've come to me because mm-hmm. that's a lot of my business right now. And we are in a secondary market. I focus a lot more on invest on investors and working on that Airbnb side um, so if they're looking to buy a first time, if they're look, if they're a first time home buyer looking to buy in an, you know, wet in the West Valley, for instance, that's not going to be my forte. That's not what I'm really actively doing right now. And so that's something that I would refer to somebody else to another agent, but I would ask, you know, find what niche are you looking? Are you an investor? Are you first time home buyer? And I would ask that question. Do you work with first time home buyers, investors, Airbnb mm-hmm. buyers, multiplexes, yes. land or what, whatever it is, because and, um, and if they do, then I would probe a little bit more than that, more because you'll get every agent that's going to say, of course I do. I work with everyone, but oh, do, when they do wor- do the work, exactly. though, keep in mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then, so then I would probe on that and say, okay, great. When was the last time you sold that kind of property or give me a little mm-hmm. bit more and just kind of dig in a little bit and just see, is it okay. just fluff or is that what they really do? And you can research that on that online as well. The other thing like yeah. I mentioned earlier, I would Google the person's name and see, what you know yes. where they show up online Look them up. exactly facebook reviews instagram exactly reviews exactly. on google um uh, to, to linkedin twitter are they active Pinterest? yes are they consistently posting do they know what they're talking about stock them i always <laughs> tell people like stalk me please do they have a podcast me. do they have an uh, uh yes. are they creating yes. reels are they creating <laughs> youtube videos yeah. Yes. Are they active in the community? Are they active in the market? Yes. Are they, because if you're active, you're seeing the properties, you're, you know, the knowledge, you know, things that are changing and things change daily in, in real estate. I find, you know, we were yes. talking about the last podcast, we were talking about uh, Zillow closing their iBuying program. <laughs> and now, and you know, two years ago, we were talking about them going into buying properties. So things yes. are always changing. Um, mm-hmm. So the, those are the, I think the other things that I wanted to touch on that I think get overlooked, um, that I would, I would, I would check. And again, you know, don't paint the, uh, the uh, painting with the same brush. Every agent's a bit different. Every agent's going to have their, their qualities. They're going to have some, they're going to have some cons. So build out your pros and cons list before you actually hire. And then talk, like I said, talk to them, find out if they're answering their phones, find out yeah. if they're, you know, if they're going to gel with you and then make, once you find that person that works, make that commitment with them because 
a committed client and a committed realtor are going to make a, a perfect team. If you're not committed mm-hmm. and they're not committed, then everyone's kind of dancing around this gray area. Should I invest my time and, and energy into helping them? And they're going to be like, well, should I go find someone else? Should I do this? Should I do that? Once you find that person, you make that match, make that commitment, join, do that marriage in that, in that relationship and take it to the finish line. Cause it'll, it'll be, it'll pay off in the end. And sign the buyer contract and seller contract. Please just do it. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's what I'm, that's where I was getting at. It's yes. just, you know, sign, get, put it in writing, make that official. Yes. And it's not that it's, it's in stone that it's never going to be able to bro- be broken. There's just putting, exactly. commi- putting words a little bit more than just, you know, a handshake saying that, Hey, I'm committed to doing this. I'm committed to doing that. And the buyers I'm committed to working with you and, and helping me find a home or sell a home. Exactly. Boom. Mic drop.